Welcome to the Say Yes to Holiness podcast. I'm Christina Simmons, your host, and thanks for joining me today as I strive to inspire, encourage, and accompany you on the journey towards holiness by sharing food for the head, heart, hands, and feet so we may grow closer to God, become more like Jesus, and through friendship, help one another discover the life God created us for, a life of purpose, peace, and abundance. This is episode 18 of the Say Yes to Holiness podcast. Hello, I'm Christina Simmons, your host, and this is a very special Holy Week edition. Special because we're living in such extraordinary times in light of the COVID-19 pandemic that is across the world and has resulted here in the United States with shelter-in-place orders being mandated throughout the majority of the country, and this has resulted in the suspension of public masses throughout. So as we are in the midst of this most holy of weeks, the majority of us are not going to be able to be at our local parishes, are going to be unable to celebrate the sacred triduum liturgies together in our community, and the majority of us will not be able to physically receive Holy Communion. So I wanted to share some food for the head, the heart, the hands and the feet in light of that reality so that we may be able to still draw closer to God and become more like His Son Jesus so that this coming Easter Sunday we may be able to truly celebrate and rejoice. Our food for the head comes from Proverbs chapter 1 verse 7. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. Our experience of weathering the storm that is the COVID-19 pandemic can be very instructive for us, both as a nation and society, but then also individually as it relates to our walking this most sacred journey with our Lord this Holy Week. As a nation and society, we have been completely reliant upon our own knowledge. We have convinced ourselves in the process that it must then also be wisdom. And this is not necessarily the case because COVID-19 has proven that we are not in control and we're very much at a loss of how it is that we should respond to this threat. Over time, different states have responded depending upon the perceived threat within those communities. But the main point is, is that we've been relying upon ourselves. The fact that most of us have not turned to God from the very beginning, but rather we've been searching for other solutions. And that is right. We should do that. But we need to begin in humility. And this is where it's instructive for us individually this Holy Week. For us to begin from a place of where we admit that we do not know 
and to move forward takes great humility. The best leaders are those who, when confronted with a problem, simply say, I do not know. And then they use all of their resources as a leader to be able to find out and provide an answer to those they are responsible for. It is not an admission of weakness. Rather, it is admission of what is reality. So for us as individuals, for us to admit that we do not know in the midst of our journey during this Holy Week, that we do not know fully who God is, that we do not fully understand what it is that we are celebrating. That's important. Doesn't mean that we won't be able to try and grow in understanding. No. But we have to start from a place of humility. We have to start from a place in which we say, Lord, I do not know, but you do, because you are all truth and goodness and beauty and knowledge and omnipotent and omniscient. God knows. And that's a difficult thing for us to understand because we're struggling right now to figure out how could God even permit this? But the reality is, is that God has always respected our freedom throughout all of human history. God has respected our freedom and we can accept or reject God's action in our lives. And COVID-19 is not a punishment. No, this isn't how God works. But God does permit consequences when we do reject him. When we do reject him and we go about living sinfully. And there's as a whole different discussion for a different day. But the reality is, is that God wants us to accept him with our whole heart, soul, mind, and strength. As intensely as we can. But we have to begin in humility. We have to begin by saying, I don't know. Lord, teach me. And during this great Holy Week, we are at the feet of the Master as he walks. And if we have enough courage, we walk with him along the journey to be able to learn exactly who it is that we are, who God has created us to be, and how it is that we should live out life. A food for the heart comes from St. Paul of the Cross, and he tells us, build an oratory within yourself, and there have Jesus on the altar of your heart. Speak to him often while you're doing your work. Speak to him of his holy love, of his holy sufferings, and of the sorrows of Most Holy Mary. This is a beautiful activity that we should be going about during this Holy Week, is that we be sh should be striving to create an altar within our deepest heart, 
and we hold Jesus close as we're walking with him throughout the events of this week. But in order to do that, and tying to our food of the heart, we have to begin in humility. And then when we recognize that God is God and we are not, then we're able to start building that oratory within ourselves for Jesus to be there. But in order to do that, we must strive for silence. Right now, because we're anxious and we're fearful and we don't know what's coming next, we don't know when all of the you know, restrictions are going to be released on us. We don't know what the, quote, new normal will really look like. In the midst of that, we want to fill our time. We want to fill it with noise, with comforting things, whatever that might be. For me, it can be movies and books and music, and all those things are beautiful in themselves. But this is not the week for them. This is the week for silence. This is the week for silence as we hold close to Jesus, as we are at the Last Supper with Him in the upper room. It's when we are silent as we're praying with Him in the Garden of Gethsemane, spending that hour with Him. It's when we are quiet, even in the midst of hearing the crowds cry for his crucifixion. It's when we are silent as we watch him carry the cross through the streets of Jerusalem, up the hill of Calvary. It's when we stay close to him, even as we see him being nailed to the cross. But we stand with Mary and with Mary Magdalene and the beloved disciple at the foot of the cross. We keep Jesus company as he suffers and dies. And then we hold him close and in silence when we lay him in the tomb and await the coming of Easter morning. Our food for the hands comes from St. Maximilian Kolbe's writings of where he tells us very simply, what matters is not in fact what we do, but the way, the intention, and the love with which we do it. I've already spoken of humility and then of the importance of silence. Now we focus upon love. During the events of this Holy Week, we have the opportunity to go about doing all things with love, to be attentive to how we can love, especially as Jesus loved, but in addition to how Mary loved. Mary, our Blessed Mother, loved her son, our Lord Jesus Christ, with profound faithfulness, generosity, and trust. So this week, 
as we are accompanying Jesus, as we're looking to him to teach us, let us be taught by Mary as well, by being in her presence, by allowing her to be able to point to her son and say, see how he makes all things new. In fact, those are the words of Jesus to his mother when he encounters her on the way of the cross. So this week, as we are walking with humility and we're in silence and having Jesus close in our hearts, let's do it with great love. And to do that, that means that we're spending time in prayer. And this is the most effective thing that we can do this week, is to unite ourselves in prayer. And two of the most beautiful ways that we can do that, especially during this most holy week, is through the praying of the Liturgy of the Hours, the Church's prayer across the world, priests and religious must pray the same prayer, but we also have the ability to join in. My husband and I, we pray morning prayer together each day, and I can attest to the beauty of it, of being able to enter into the Psalms, of being able to walk with the church in prayer. But another wonderful way that we can enter into prayer with great love is by praying the rosary. And I know that for many people, praying the rosary is a great challenge. That it seems like it's just repeating over and over and over again the same prayers and what's the point? But the point is that we're allowing Mary to be able to point us towards her son and for her to give us her perspective of what it is and how it is that we are to live our lives. She points us to Jesus. St. Louis de Montfort, the great saint of Marian consecration, he says, to Jesus through Mary. And St. John Paul II gave us totus to us, totally yours. I am all yours, Mary, so that you can give me to your son, so you can bring me to your son. That is what that is all about. Marian consecration is not about honoring Mary more than Jesus. It's not about her getting in the way, but rather it's about entrusting ourselves to her care, just like Jesus did. We are to do the same. So our food for the hands is for us to pray and to do so in union with the church and also with Mary. Our food for the feet comes from St. Boniface. He says, let us trust in him who has placed this burden upon us. What we ourselves cannot bear, let us bear with the help of Christ. 
for he is all-powerful, and he tells us, My yoke is easy, and my burden light. So as we are moving through this holy week with humility, in silence, and with great love, we must trust. And for those of us who are very self-reliant, like I am myself, that can be one of the most challenging things of all. But during this most holy of holy weeks, we must strive to do that with all our hearts. We must strive to allow the one who never abandons us, who never gives us a burden too heavy for us, even if it might seem that way in the moment, even if things seem to be impossible to overcome. Nothing is impossible for God. And it's even more important for us to trust the message of Jesus, the one whom we're following on this pilgrimage this week, by accepting our crosses, those things that we do not like, we did not choose, we cannot change, and we do not understand. We have to trust that Jesus is going to ensure that all of these crosses, all of these challenges that we're facing right now, be they because of the coronavirus pandemic or not, that he will bring about the good of all of us who love him. I shared a prayer called Trust in Me, which is taken from the Ermita de la Caridad de Cobre, which is Our Lady of Charity Sanctuary uh, in Miami. And this poem is on the wall, and I want to share it during this time of Holy Week. I want you to consider reflecting upon it with humility and silence and great love and trust. Trust in me. Why do you get disturbed and confused about life's problems? Allow me to control all things and they will become better. When you totally give yourself to me, all things will be resolved with peace according to my plans. Do not get frustrated. Do not pray as if rushing me or forcing me to realize your plans. Instead, close the eyes of your soul with peace and say to me, Jesus, I trust in you. Try to avoid those thoughts that anguished you when you try to understand all the things that happened to you. Do not destroy my plans by imposing your ideas, but rather allow me to be your God and act in your life. Give yourself entirely to me with complete trust and leave your future in my hands. Tell me frequently, Jesus, I trust in you. What hurts you the most is when you reason everything according to your thoughts and when you try to solve all your problems according to your ways. When you say to me, Jesus, I trust in you, 
do not be like the patient who says to the doctor, heal me, and then suggests the best way to do it. Leave the healing to my divine arms. Do not be afraid. I love you. If you see that things are turning worse or more complicated, even while you are praying, keep trusting in me. Close your eyes of your soul and continue saying at each hour, Jesus, I trust in you. I need to have my hands free in order to bestow my blessings. Do not bind my hands to your absurd worries. Satan wants you to get frustrated, to feel sad, and to take away your peace. Trust in me. Rest in me. Give yourself to me. I make miracles in the measure that you give yourself to me and according to the faith you put in me. Thus, do not worry. Give me all your frustrations and sleep in peace. And always tell me, Jesus, I trust in you, and you will see great miracles. I promise, with all my love, Jesus. So what are some resolutions for you during this Holy Week? Well, I talked about humility, and there is nothing better to be able to cultivate that attitude in our hearts than to pray either the trust in me prayer that I just shared with you, or the litany of humility. For silence this week, simply look to refrain from turning on TV or music or video games or anything else that brings noise even if there are things that you enjoy, just refrain from them a little bit. And as you do, spend that time of silence holding close to Jesus in your heart. To be able to love better, I talked about praying in union with the heart of the church, especially this week. So I invite you to consider praying the Liturgy of the Hours at some point either for night prayer or especially uh, during the time of watch after the Holy Thursday Mass and, till the, and before the altar of repose. And particularly consider praying the rosary. Dailyrosary.net has a phenomenal podcast and I invite you to go there and to use that if you find that praying the rosary is a difficulty for you because you get all you know, concerned about, I have to pray this or that, and uh, dailyrosary.net will lead you through it. But finally, a resolution for you, and I talked about this in a, in a blog post I did at the beginning of the week, and it's choose who you want to be this Holy Week. Do you want to be someone who's fearful? Or do you want to be a disciple and become an apostle, become a witness like Pope Francis was a couple of weeks ago when he did the Urbi et Orbi blessing? And if you have not watched it, 
If you have not watched it yet, that is probably the best resolution of all, is to spend the hour, and even though uh, the YouTube videos might say it's longer, it is an hour, but to listen, but especially to watch an 83-year-old man suffering from sciatica as he hobbles with Jesus to then bless the world. And on the night that he did it, it was pouring rain in Rome, but he still brought Jesus and blessed the world. And as we pray with him, no matter when it is that you watch that, whenever you pray with him for an end to the coronavirus pandemic and for those who are suffering from the coronavirus pandemic, you receive a plenary indulgence and it is without the usual requirements. So you do not need to go to confession and you do not need to receive Holy Communion in order to receive that plenary indulgence. So if there's nothing else that you do during this Holy Week, give that gift to yourself or to someone that you love. Spend that time. And if you already have received that plenary indulgence, then ensure that you share that with someone who has not. Let us give each person around us, let us give our friends and our family the gift of the great love that is poured out for us this Good Friday. Let us do our part to be the light of the world so that everyone can experience his love and mercy. Thank you for joining me for this very special Holy Week edition of the Say Yes to Holiness podcast. I wanted to invite you to consider joining me for the Say Yes to Holiness Today live workshop that's going to be happening the week of April 20th. During this masterclass, I'm going to be focusing upon what is possible in your life when we prioritize God by putting first things first. I'm going to be sharing the four-step process that's going to help you pursue holiness. And also, I'm going to give you strategies for how to incorporate those four steps into your daily life so you can experience immediate results. If you're interested in getting access to these workshops, they're completely free, but I am hosting them on my private Say Yes to Holiness Today Facebook page. So if you go to Facebook and go to at Say Yes to Holiness and then send me a message, I will then include you into the private Facebook group and you'll have access to all of the trainings that I do throughout that workshop. I'll be going uh, live each day, but I'll be recording those videos and they'll be there in the Facebook group. So even if you can't join me live, uh, you'll still be able to get the trainings. Uh, we'll be giving out a online workbook so that that way you can be following along with me. And also, um, I, I invite you to come uh, so that we can continue to grow in holiness by embracing who it is that God desires us to be. So go right now to Facebook at Say Yes to Holiness and then send me a message for the Say Yes to Holiness Today 
live workshop the week of April 20th. Look forward to seeing you there. Thanks again for spending time with me today. If you have any suggestions or questions for upcoming podcasts, please send them to me at my Facebook page at Say Yes to Holiness, on Instagram at Christina Simmons, or at my website www.sayyestoholiness.com. I look forward to hearing from you. In the interim, please know of my continued prayers for you and your loved ones that we may each continue to strive to do whatever it takes in order to grow in holiness so we may be able to tell the master of death not today. Take care and I look forward to talking with you again soon.